The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Asset allocation cannot eliminate the risk of fluctuating prices and uncertain returns. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast. And also, subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. Well, today we're talking about budgeting, and that is not most people's favorite topic, but it's really, really important to be thinking about how our money flows and where it's being spent. But I can tell you there's a couple of different ways to do it. 10%, maybe even less than that of the people that I've interacted with over the years are strict budgeters, meaning that they enjoy tracking every penny. They have spreadsheets, they've got programs, they've got methods, envelopes, all kinds of different ways that they're able to track every penny to make sure that they don't go over whatever predetermined amount it was that they set up. That can work really well. And sometimes it's actually necessary, especially in situations where maybe somebody is trying to dig out of a big financial hole that they found themselves in. So it's not to knock this method because some people find it helpful. Some people need to do it, maybe even temporarily. But I can tell you that 90%, again, maybe even more than 90% of people really don't like doing that. And they don't like doing it so much that they'll never even do the exercise to begin with, or they'll do it for a short period of time, give it up, and then they're back to their old ways, whatever those were. I can tell you that I do have a favorite way and it works really well. That is do some financial planning. In other words, get really, really clear on what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And what I mean by clear is that we've predetermined a time frame. We've predetermined how much money, figure out all the math, in other words, and figure out what do we need to do now? What percentage or what dollar amount out of our current pay do we need to be putting away? For example, if you want to be financially free someday and not have to work forever, then there's a certain amount of money that you need to be putting away to make that happen. And of course, checking in along the way is important. But that decision, electing to pay yourself first, and that's kind of a cliche, I'm sure you've heard it before, but it does work really important is to pay yourself first and live on the rest. Because if you've paid yourself first, if that money is already gone, then naturally, you have no choice but to live on the rest. And neither do I. So I think in a lot of cases, this actually is the best way to budget is to figure out what our priorities are, what are the results that we're trying to achieve? What are our outcomes that we find really, really important? And the most common ones I can tell you that I hear a lot, one of those is quote unquote, retirement. I like to use the word financial independence or financial freedom because I have got a lot of clients that actually continue to work well after the point that they're financially independent just because they enjoy it. And you look at people like Warren Buffett, he's 90 years old and he still goes to work. He still loves what he does. In fact, he says that he tap dances to work every day. 
clearly he has been financially independent, financially free for many, many years. So I do want to differentiate that. Also paying for higher education, either for kids or grandkids, being debt free, getting the house paid off. These are all common goals. And then sometimes, of course, we've got some dream goals that people have wanting to be able to do some extravagant travel, uh, possibly a luxury vehicle, things like that. Maybe it's philanthropic where people want to be able to go out and help other people with their money. Bottom line is whatever that is for you, that's for you to decide. Once we figure out the math and what we are required to do then out of our paycheck or out of our checking account each month, we just have it going out automatically. So naturally we have no choice but to live on the rest. So that's my favorite way of budgeting simply because as long as we're starting with paying ourselves first, then we already know that those priorities are funded. We already know that they're being done automatically. In fact, there was a book by David Bach here a few years ago called The Automatic Millionaire. And I love that book because the principle of the entire book, and it seems super simple, but most people don't do it, is that if we set things up automatically, if we set these automatic transfers, automatic contributions from our 401ks or wherever our income is coming from, then we will automatically get there. Now, is that guaranteed? Absolutely not. Lots of check-ins required along the way. Clearly, investments aren't guaranteed, so we do need to make adjustments along the way and just know that we may have to course correct depending on how things go. But one thing that David has in the book is he has a principle that he's used for many, many years, and he mentions it in the Automatic Millionaire as well, is something called the latte factor. And the latte factor is the principle that... For people who say, you know what, Josh, that's great that you have this automatic, you know, millionaire concept and putting money away, paying myself first, but I don't have any extra money. I can barely even pay my bills. The reality is if we were really looking at our budget, if we were really looking at it and seeing where our money was going, we might find, and this is where that exercise can be good once in a while, we might find that there actually are some dollars that are kind of going out into areas that add up to be a lot of money, and maybe they're not necessary. Now, for some people, they say my latte daily, or maybe three times a day at Starbucks or wherever your favorite coffee shop is, maybe that is necessary for you. And you've got some other area that you're able to identify. But that does add up. And if you take a look at what you're paying for coffee, say if you're a big Starbucks person, my wife is, she loves Starbucks. But if you add that up and do the math, it might make you make a different decision, especially if you're if you're not funding your priorities right now. So check out the latte factor just as a principle and think about what that means in your life as far as kind of sectioning out and looking at, is there an area that I'm spending money right now that's probably adding up to be a lot of money. And sometimes those lattes could actually add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars over somebody's entire working career if they were to calculate it out. So there always is a way, if it's important enough, there's going to be a way to do that and gradually increase in the percentages. I've talked about this many, many times with folks that if you gradually increase the percentage of the dollars that you're putting away automatically, paying yourself first, you won't even notice it's gone. In fact, uh, because it's kind of like taxes. We don't pay a lot of attention to taxes taken out of our payroll. We may not like it, but we probably don't pay a lot of attention to it. We just get used to what our take-home pay is. Another way to do that is when you get a raise, take a look at every time you get a raise, take a, a certain portion of that raise and make that as an extra contribution towards the priorities. Again, whether that be a retirement, 
goal or a financial independence goal or paying for college expenses, whatever that would be. If you want to pay off your mortgage faster, set it up automatically. You can do a 30-year fixed mortgage, but you can call the bank or credit union up right away after you set it up and have them increase your payment. And of course, any extra dollars that go there will have no place else to go but the principal of the mortgage. And if you do that, we can run the math and figure out how do we get you paid off in 20 years, 15 years, 10 years. If the money has already been taken out, that it's taken care of, and it's not something that you have to worry about. The reason why I like the method of paying yourself first and living on the rest is that it doesn't require a lot of heavy lifting. And for people who aren't big budgeters, we just kind of have to work with reality. We have to work with how people really operate on a day-to-day basis and work with what they're really going to do, not what they should do, but what they will do. (laughs) And I can tell you again that most people are not wired to be strict budgeters. So it's another way that we can accomplish that. Now, I'll add in the caveat that what if we were paying ourselves first and then living on the rest, but then we lived on more than the rest and then we're racking up credit cards and other debt to finance a lifestyle? Well, clearly that's not going to work, at least long term. That's not going to work. That uh, wouldn't work for a company and it wouldn't work for an individual or a family either. So it's important to recognize that we need to live within our means. We do need to live on what we have coming in in income and not overspend. Uh, Certainly I'm planning ahead for expenses that are unexpected. And I know that sounds weird, but that's why we've got our emergency fund set aside that three to six months worth of living expenses, sometimes more, but at least three to six months worth of living expenses that we have just in cash at all times. So it's important to remember that concept and that that cash bucket always needs to be there to kind of insulate us from those unexpected things that come up. And of course, there's all kinds of unexpected things. It happens on a regular basis. The furnace goes out. There's some kind of a repair that needs to be done to the vehicle. Your kid chips a tooth and the dental and insurance doesn't pay for all of it. All that stuff is unexpected. We don't plan for things like that, but they do happen. So it's better to expect the unexpected and have that emergency fund or cash reserve, whatever you like to call it, the rainy day fund, whatever that is for you. Just know that that is your fund to cover those unexpected things and opportunities that come up in the short term. So it's important to recognize that paying yourself first means that you've got all the dollars that you need to cover your priorities. They're automatically going out every week, every month, however it's set up for you. It's extremely important that it is automated. And I can tell you just because I've done it myself, I've also had the conversation with many people over the years. They say, well, you know, I'll, I'll do that next month or I'll do that if I have extra money. That's not automatic. That means that you have to think about it. And the likelihood of you having the discipline to do that on a regular basis means that it's probably not going to happen. And that's no personal offense against you. I think that's just how we're all wired is that if we have to think about stuff and there's a certain pain involved in having to take the time to think about it. And then it's very, very easy, of course, to say, well, I'm going to skip this month, skip this paycheck, whatever it is. That's why I really like things that are taken out by a payroll deduction or automatic transfer, because it's not something that you actually have to think about. Uh, So let's make it easy on ourselves and work with what really works in our own lives. Now, of course, it's important to go back again. Remember that it's very important to recognize that we, we really need to take the time and figure out those results, the outcomes that are important to us. Because if we don't figure out how much money it is that we need to set aside to make the math work and have our financial freedom fund or our kids' college education or have our mortgage paid off, then we're going to be pretty disappointed 
And that's a comment that I hear over and over from folks of all ages, actually, that say, I wish I would have started earlier. So here's a little clue. This is what this looks like. <laughs> it means do it now. Um, no matter what's happened in the past, no matter how old or young you are, it's important to do this now. And it doesn't need to be pretty. You don't need to have fancy spreadsheets. You don't have to have fancy software programs. It's as simple as asking the questions. I think the role that a financial planner plays is crucial in most people's lives. I think most people aren't wired to have the self-accountability and the discipline to really understand the markets and money and everything. Uh, but a lot of it is so behavioral that I think it's so important that a financial planner foundationally just start out and ongoing ask really what's important here? What's important here? What are the results that we're trying to achieve? So everybody's really clear on where we are today and where we want to be in the future. And then the plan really is just a function of how do we get there? It's kind of like a roadmap or a GPS in that once we're really clear on where we are and where we want to be, then it's a matter of just figuring out what are the tools, what are the strategies that we need to use that will give us the highest odds of getting there and get there as fast as possible without taking on excessive risk. So a financial planner's role, I think, is getting really clear with people and doing that through asking great questions. That's what they should be doing anyway, is letting people kind of process and figure out what's important to them and not get so focused on the minutia of the day-to-day, -day, the market, the politics, all the stuff that's going on that the media, of course, they want to get our attention with that stuff because it's exciting, right? It's urgent. It's kind of in our face. But the reality is that in the long run, Financial planning is about starting with good decisions, starting with good assumptions at the beginning, lots of consistent check-ins along the way, and then setting things up automatically. That makes it almost inevitable. That's back to David's book. That's why he calls it the automatic millionaire or two millionaire or five millionaire or whatever it is that your family needs to be able to accomplish your objectives. That's why it's called what it's called. So I'd highly recommend you pick up a copy of the book, but I just saved you a bunch of time. If you don't care about all the details, just recognize that paying yourself first means that you are being very cognizant about setting things up automatically, having the money go out before you even see it, living on the rest, and then not stressing about it as long as we're not borrowing money to spend, then not stressing about what you're spending money on. That's one thing that I've talked to many people over the years and why they hate budgeting. And I'll leave you with this. Budgeting doesn't need to be terrible. It doesn't need to be this awful exercise that restricts people's freedom. And I think that's why most people resist it, is they don't want somebody or a budget controlling what they're doing because it, it means that they are now restricted and they don't have the freedom that they once did. So they resist it and they never do it. Use this method, unless you're one of those 10 percenters that really, really enjoys this activity. Use the automatic millionaire concepts and having things set up automatically so we're not having to worry about this. Again, really be clear about what it is that you're trying to achieve, why it's important to you, and then you and your financial planner can come up with the strategies and the tools that are needed to make it happen. That being said, hey, I just wanted to throw one other thing out to you before we wrap up for today. Please help us promote the podcast. I've had a lot of fun with this and gotten great feedback from everybody. I do want that, by the way, feedback at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, help us promote the podcast and also subscribing on your favorite service like Pandora or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 
With that, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening and God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Asset allocation cannot eliminate the risk of fluctuating prices and uncertain returns. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Thank you.